Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you, October 7th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on oh, Big X Radio. Uh, Roush is late. Uh, I, the mystery with Roush being late is he's far more likely, Scoots, to be late when we're doing it remotely, which makes no sense. I agree, a thousand percent. Yeah, it, it seems like every time we're at home, Roush couple minutes late but then we're in studio and he's here six minutes before the show yeah it makes yeah, i don't i don't understand it makes no sense the reason we do it from home is just more convenient easier better but he still finds himself just kind of dragging behind maybe maybe it's maybe he had a long thursday night and he's a little slow moving he has entered now thank goodness he's turned off his camera speak roush what do you have to say for yourself Maybe I did stay up later than I should have to watch a 12-9 football game in overtime. Yeah, that's not uh, needed. Oh, I have a problem. Up? Yeah, yeah. I had to really sweat out that under. Um, didn't know if it was going to hit or not. The under yeah. lives. It was, uh, you know, I had uh, one of my buddies came over. We were hanging out, drinking beers. Uh, you know, just it was a nice, casual, good time watching the football game. It made watching bad football not hurt so badly. Um, I can't imagine being a Denver Broncos fan. You you, th- you thought you were getting another Peyton Manning, and uh, Russell Wilson has just been garbage. Absolute garbage. Just throwing the football. Like, oh, wait, there's a guy open. Let me just throw it 15 yards over his head. Hey, we're icing the win, and at worst, I'm we're gonna push on the three number and maybe even kick the field goal to cover and go up six. Let me just go ahead and throw an in- interception into the back of the end zone for no good reason. So bad. It was so bad. Uh, I also loved when he scoots. I don't know if you saw this ad on social media for Thursday Night Football where they joked about. Um, Thursday night football changed the game. Watch this. And he's got like a different football and he hits this pad and it goes flying backwards. Uh, he tried to recreate that commercial and on one third and goal and threw the ball. I thought he was going to break the scoreboard, the clock in the back of the end zone. He threw the ball so hard. I have not seen that commercial for what it's worth. 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's bad Russell Wilson. And yeah, I, I wonder I'll, they kind of some buyer's remorse for those advertisers too. It's Russell Wilson, dude, he just stinks. I uh, couldn't make it past halftime when I when it was six to three at halftime and we had three field goals. I was like, all right, I'm out of here. This is this is bogus. And Naheem Hines got hurt. So all my fantasy and bets were dead. So, yeah, I just decided to go to bed at half. Glad I did when I woke up and saw the score this morning. Yeah, you can suck it, buddy. Just a big old suck it to you. Me? Yeah. What I do? I'm not talking to another scooter dingus on the radio show. So, yeah, what did I do? You got to play Heinz, whatever you do. It's a guaranteed play. It's going to be great. I didn't know he was going to be two attack of Viola. Gosh, it was scary. Yeah, and it was a very normal hit. Why Why is he trying to, like, just stay on the ground, dude? What? Stay down. You got hit hard. It's bad. Just, just stay down. Who, Roush, who was that receiver on that fourth and one that, Russell had wide open. That would have been a touchdown for the game winner. Oh, yeah. Uh, number, one, number one, I think, on the slant route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, wide too open. Easy, too easy of a throw for Russ to make. He had to just be more indecisive, wait a little bit longer, and then try to force it into a three-man window. But, yeah, if you watch that fourth – so if you didn't get to see the end of the game, if you're like Scoots or, truthfully – Myself, I, I woke up and had to see the end of it this morning. I fell asleep after the Colts kicked the field goal in overtime. I did so good. Made it so far. Uh, but the Broncos, in overtime, if the team that receives the ball first, if they kick a field goal, the other team gets the ball and either gets a chance to match the field goal or they can score a touchdown and win or they score nothing and the game's over. If you're unfamiliar with NFL overtime rules, give it the old Google. So the Colts get the ball first. They come down. They kick a field goal. Their field goal kicker had a nice night if nobody else did. And then the Broncos get the ball. They march down. And they get it to, I don't know, like the seven or eight or nine yard line. And it's like, all right, well, the tie is locked up. If they want that, they can make it 12 to 12. And there'd still be a little time left, I believe. Or they can score a touchdown and get the win. And it was fourth and one. There was only three minutes left. So uh, envisioning either team going and scoring would have been tough. But so glad they at least, uh, at least they had the gumption to go for the win there in overtime. Yeah, I don't blame the decision to go for the win, but it, it was there too. I mean, the play was there. They 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 split out wide, running a pass play looked like pretty obviously on on fourth and one. And this receiver does a little slant route, and he is just as wide open as wide open could get. Probably would have easily gotten a touchdown, but undoubtedly would have had the first down. And uh, Instead, Russ holds on to it too long, and like I said, he, he tries to force it into a, a tight window, and the game's over. Scooch, since you went to bed, you probably missed this. This was actually funny TV, but once the Colts kicked the field goal at the end of regulation to tie it, and there was like five seconds left, and they were going to kick it off, and the, and the Broncos were just going to kneel and go to overtime, like a good chunk of the stadium just left at the end of the fourth quarter. <laughs> I, I, I've never seen anything like that before in my entire life where it was a, not just like a few people where the camera was able to like entire sections were exiting at the end of regulation for a home team going into oh. overtime. They were just so disgusted with what they had saw. They didn't want to see another 10 minutes of whatever the hell that sort of football was. The, uh, yeah. the, the crowd shots at mile high were incredible all night. I mean, just, 
disdain, disgust. Like there was, there was, you could see a lot of why am I paying money to watch this football team? They are garbage. Do you think Bad. they left because it was, well, it was in Denver. So you can't use the excuse that it was getting late because it's not that late out in Denver. Yeah, that's, that's odd. A bit odd, isn't it? A bit odd. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good reminder that it's not always all roses rainbows and butterflies for quarterbacks that that leave a home to go somewhere new so if you ever get any funny ideas aaron Rodgers, you too will be the next russell wilson so you just stay in in green bay town why don't you hey speaking of green bay they take on the giants on sunday in london everybody loves that 9 30 a.m game mm-hmm. uh, by everybody i mean at least i do i, I really do waking up Big and having fan. football on is a huge treat and now that with it being the pack attack on sunday that's going to be phenomenal but Roush, Wandell Robinson made the trip to London Town. Nice, nice. Wandell Bridges falling down, baby. Let's go. Yeah, would be whatever. great if he just took the pack to Pound Town. No, be awesome. I mean I can confirm that that would not be awesome at all. Eh, I don't know. I would be really entertained if he just. Right, he takes the Packers to Pound Town. Yards receiving, but the Packers offense takes the Giants defense to the bone zone, and Green Bay gets a narrow win. Hmm. Okay. How's that okay. Is um fine, fine with me. Um, does Wondell Robinson have a quarterback to throw to, or is it uh, Eddie Grant offense again? I think the quarterback would be throwing to him. I, I don't think he needs to worry about throwing to the quarterback. But Daniel Jones, ever heard of him? Yeah, he got hurt at the last game, though. I didn't know if – because they, they, the Giants did run Wildcat for, like, the fourth quarter. Oh, did so, they really? I missed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't they, <laughs> they win? Didn't they win? They won. They won. <laughs> so Daniel Jones got hurt, and then Terod Taylor got hurt as well. So they were they were down to Saquon Barkley, running Wildcat. Yeah, he is. New York Post says Daniel Jones back on track to play against Packers. Okay, so he should be there. Yeah, the Giants 3-1. and one. Not that anybody believes it, but, well, I think people can, can realistically believe that their record is three wins and one loss, but they don't really think they're a three-and-one type team. I mean, yeah, I guess it's hard to believe because I'm not a Daniel Jones believer. And while I like Wandell, I don't really love the weapons they have on the outside. Saquon has looked good this season, though. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't have to be a Daniel Jones believer because Saquon is back. He's healthy, looking good. He can. Uh, I could see the Giants winning nine, maybe ten games. (sighs) As strange as that sounds. (laughs) Bit odd, isn't it? I think Roush's Tim Allen has a 99% laugh rate for me, at least. Always, I've also been been found that that shows on Hulu. hadn't seen it in a while, so that's going to be a it's going to be some uh, late night baby uh, baby binging. You know, like Mm -hmm. all right, we're feeding the baby. Let's let's crank out a home improvement real quick. I thought you were going to use a different word after late night baby. And I was like, wow, you know, it's a home improvement. If that gets everybody in the mood, so, so be it. I'd worry about having this other kid first, Roush, before getting back, you know, back at it. But to, maybe you're on the Justin Rowland diet. <laughs> there is. I, I did recently discover, and I, I knew this fun fact, but uh, Heidi, before she's Heidi, she appears in the episode as another very small character, uh, Kiki. Uh, Jill's like, you can't go on one date night without looking at another woman. And then Kiki, the Tool Time fan, um, sits behind them at the table, and he's trying not to look at her. 
And as soon as he does glance at her while Jill's out to use the bathroom, she's a she's a tool time fan. She wants Tim's autograph. And of course, his wife comes back and he's just going, uh, just trying. Oh, classic, classic hijinks. Do I well, finish finish the story? So is he like, oh, he, signing, caught. He, 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 he signed, got caught he, looking at her. He's signing body parts and she walks up and she's like, Tim, we talked about this. You're you got a problem. And then it actually turns into like a serious addiction episode. Yeah. Um, that's awfully on the nose. So <laughs> it sounded like you were going like she got, um, got caught red handed, just, you know, well, engaging with a fan a little too much. It what also is funny to me is um, how much liberals hate Tim Allen. Um, they they just really do not like him because he makes a lot of uh, conservative jokes. And like you know, I, I, the the show that he made that was like Home Improvement Part Two, it was never that great. But I watched some of it, and yeah, he gets a little political, and I'm just like, all right, this isn't very good. But they got so mad at him because he made he made the most like Tim Allen. I mean, his humor's always been this kind of dumb, like, it's not very good. But I, I even laughed at it. It was great. It was, yeah, uh, Joe Biden was on 60 Minutes. He asked how long the show is. Like, you know, it's, it's classic, just bad dad joke. And he laid it up for him. And liberals, he was trending on Twitter. Liberals were so mad at him. Yeah, there's, there's some folks on the left that just don't enjoy a good joke at their expense. Yeah. He had a cocaine problem. If he was black, he would have been in jail. Like, what are you all? What? What? What is going on here? Yeah, he sold out his drug dealers to avoid jail time, and now he's a family man. It's like, what? He made a bad joke. Like, actually, I, I kind of like the bad. Like, it was so bad, it was a good joke. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to stand up for the tool man. People that get worked up over comedy are some of the worst people on the planet. Ooh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can think somebody is incredibly not funny and a lot of comedians aren't funny or at least have bad jokes. Uh, I didn't hear this one, so I can't judge this one, but just get over yourself. If you, if you don't like a comedian, just move on. That's what that's comedians are paid to make jokes. Sometimes you may not like it. Not every joke is meant specifically for you. So there's a little lesson on mm -hmm. humor. Yep. Uh, I, I also like that. It's like, oh, you mean guy who did stand up in the '90s isn't as good at jokes thirty years later? Like, oh man, I tried watching that Jeff Foxworthy special, and it's just, it's hard. Shouldn't you get better at jokes over the years? No, instead I, of declining. I mean, you you've got all this life experience. You've probably heard more jokes over the years that you could twist and turn into your own. I think you should get better at comedy as you get older, not worse. Scoots, I, I think that the reason why that's typically not the case is because once people like people are good at surprisingly people who like go through a lot of hell are really good at either their music or their their joke telling. When you get a lot of money, I think you get comfortable and it's hard to hard to put yourselves in the shoes of the telling jokes is like the self-deprecating person who's struggling to pay their bills or something like that, you know? Hmm. I, guess I think everybody should probably improve in their craft to some degree, Scoots. But the interesting thing about comedy is it it evolves and it changes. And generations get older or die out and new generations get older and start going into comedy clubs. And there's comedy generational gaps. What a 70-year-old thinks is funny, obviously, is not going to be funny to a 25-year-old. 
most of the time, with few exceptions. So I sometimes think you see comedians get older, and you may say that, Scoots, like, well, you know, you should improve in your career. And maybe they are, but their sense of comedy or their school of comedy gets phased out as time goes on, and they don't adjust to the new what is funny. That makes even more sense than what Ralph said. Mm, yeah, that's yeah norm- that that's, does make more sense. That's normally the case. But, like, you, you could watch you, – uh, hell, you, you'll see some of the Seinfeld stand up before or after a show, and you'll just be like, that is the least funny thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I don't think I've ever laughed at one of Jerry Seinfeld's little stand up before or after the oh, show. But like, I, I, I'm 100% act- with you there. There's a 0% hit rate. Oh yeah, I, I, not even a, a slight chuckle, I don't think. But in the show, you know, I'll be, I'll, I'll laugh and I'll still think it's funny. But you can get some younger folks that watch Seinfeld and just don't think it's funny at all. Um, so it's, it's interesting. A little, a little comedy talk here to start. Man, the show. What, what, love, I just, I really love where we go in these opening segments. Sometimes you just never know. It's going to be word salad. In fact, this is probably the only part of the show that my wife listens to and enjoys. So you're welcome, Brooke. You're welcome. You're welcome, Brooke. Brooke, good luck with the with the old baby. I know it's getting close to game time. You can do it. You got this. If you're, still, if you're, if you're still tuned in. Um, so, Roush, you you were having a little uh, a little bro down last night watching the game. Scooch, you went to bed at halftime. Um, I was at a fancy schmancy party. Ooh. At the Fraser History Museum, wheeling and dealing with some of the most important folks in Louisville. Oh wow! It was um, the accounting was the department. There? The accounting department at NTS. They really know how to get down. <laughs> Is um, how uh, how did they get down? Did you did you learn any history while you were there, or was it all contemporary gossip um, that you were that you were filling your brain with? Now the wife's work will do this once a year, but this is the first year they've done it since the pandemic. And um, so it's been a, like a two-year hiatus, and it, it is it is nuts. It is not a cheap party that this company throws. They rent it out. They've been to the Speed Art Museum. They've been to the Churchill Downs Museum, and this year it was the Fraser History Museum. And they rented out the entire building, so you could like walk around and go to all the exhibits, have a brewski in your hand if you wanted to. Live music was going on in the background. Uh, it, they they really do know how to put put on a good show um but no i didn't get for we just were too busy chatting and talking to folks so we didn't really walk around and look at the oh. site i've been i've been to the history museum a time or two so i've seen most of what they have to offer but if you haven't been it was kind of cool they have that like 1920 speakeasy exhibit but people yeah. were just in there like drinking and and so if you've never been to the Fraser History Museum you don't know what I'm talking about I, m- I imagine most folks don't but one area of the museum is like step back in time to 1920 and it's really this old timey bar and people were just in there drinking in 2022 it's kind of cool because uh, normally when you go there you can't just crack open a beer you'll probably right. be escorted out or asked to uh, asked to leave but no it was a really nice Thursday evening we don't really go out too much so uh, it, it it was a good time. We we had some fun, but there was there was some Will Levis gossip at the party. Believe it or not. Oh, I love Will Levis gossip. Love it, love it. Need it in my brain. Um, I just, uh, man. There's there's here's the I've I've learned that I actually really enjoy the kind of hysteria surrounding by things if I don't take any of it too seriously, right? Like if I can just like compartmentalize it and enjoy it instead of like making it a 
because it is my job but like just like making it a fun thing instead of like oh my gosh i just don't know what he's gonna do and like all right let's just enjoy the ride because we're not going to really know anything until 30 minutes before kickoff hmm i I was wondering i liked what you were saying there i I was thinking you were going to go like yes i'm just kind of having fun and toying with people's emotions and 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 the disguise i know that will levis is going to play exactly but that that is a good way to look at it i think it's a good reminder as folks are getting worked up and wondering and we're going to talk about it and i'm going to tell you what what i heard as the show goes on today but it is worth remembering like there's nothing that we can do about it. There's nothing that you can do about it. He, if he, if he's healthy enough to go, the dude is a warrior and he's going to go out there and give it a chance. If he doesn't, it means that he's not healthy enough to give UK the best chance to win. So they've got to, they've got to go with some other options, but a good reminder from our buddy, Nick Roush is that you have zero control over it. So just chillax, bro. Mm-hmm. It's a fun way to go about it, but I do, I need to hear this uh, this hot goss, though, Teach. I need to know what the folks were saying at the Fraser Museum where you were making history. It was history in the making. It, uh, hey, it's, it's a, that, they should have been their tagline for the party. Uh, there, there's also racing Louisville conversations. Oh, and, yeah. oh I bet those were spicy. They, they really were. It, gosh, it's like, TJ, you go out in public for the first time ever, and look, you hear <laughs> news, and people are talking about this, that, or the other. So... Let's take our first break. We'll come back. We will talk some Will Levis injury update. What's the latest? Although, you know, you probably already know the answer to that. So we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. DJ Walker. Just stay out of my way, or you'll pay. Listen to what I say. How about I just go eat some hay? I can make things out of clay and lay by the bay. I just may. What do you say? In my shoes, my toes are busted. My kitchen says my bread is folded. I got a good job at the dollar store. One foot in the hole, one foot getting people with a broken mirror and a blown out speaker. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call on your Friday morning. TJ Walker, Nick Galen. Hope everybody's having a great start to their day. You can make it a little bit better, 58 degrees outside. If you go in to Thornton's and get yourself some donuts, coffee, mm. whatever you may need. Is today opening day at Keeneland, Roush? Today's opening day at Keeneland, yeah, everybody. You celebrate. Thornton. You hit up a Thornton's on your way in. Uh, you, you, a lot of the tailgates you'll see at Keeneland, they'll have a lot of breakfast food. Bring some donuts from Thornton's. People would love it. Why the heck wouldn't they? Thornton's has it all. Download the Refreshing Rewards app and shout out to Kelly Leonardo mm. and Alex Cup. How about a live Thornton's donut review? So this morning, I took a grab of the new pumpkin donut. Needed to give it a try, right? It's Treat Yourself Friday. And... Big fan because the donut, the actual uh, doughy part is a kind of like a carrot cake cinnamon spice, if you will. That that it's it's in that sort of line, and then you get all the pumpkin flavoring and the icing, so it's not too overpowering with the pumpkin. Uh, I am a big carrot cake fan, so this was right up my alley. I'm going to give it a seven point nine out of ten. Great, great donut as always at Thor. 
Wow, that's a that's a great ranking. I don't get into like everything is pumpkin and everything is good, but there are some pumpkin things that really are a real treat. And then there's some that are just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Do well, without, but of course, thorns, it's a real treat. Everything yeah, here is a real treat. Everything is. That's no surprise coming from our friends at Thornton's. Uh, before we get into the sports conversation, we do need to remind you that the Thornton's text line is 502 414 1450. Uh, all right, text on it. Shout in. out to we'll Shay, read. who's uh listening and driving to Minnesota. That sounds like a long drive, Shay. God's I hear Minnesota's real nice this time of year, although probably pretty cold. I would think that it now would be the like the ideal time to go right leaves are changing no. no i would think that like august would be the ideal time to go to minnesota maybe september let's see uh minneapolis weather let's see what, what how cold it is up there you're so right 42 the- 42 right now but mid 60s during the day oh that is pretty yeah. nice that's but real nice mark the, the uh yeah the, i bet the leaves are really pretty up there so shay safe travels we appreciate you listening live Scoots, what do you think about Biden pardoning all federal offenses to simple marijuana possession? I uh, didn't see that, but cool. That's how it should be. Get all those people out of jail that are in there for weed and put some serious offenders in there. Everybody that was convicted of just marijuana possession under federal law will be pardoned. It could impact over 6,500 convictions, and that is a... That's a move that should have been done a long time ago, but credit yeah. to President Biden for for doing it. People do not. I mean, people have been locked up for decades over simple marijuana possession. It's a total and complete joke. These are people's lives. You only get one of them and uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't be locked and stored away for just possessing a, a, a little plant that grows out of the ground. So good move by the president i know trevor was super pumped up about it although it impacts him zero yeah and that is the one thing that like most people who have gotten convicted of marijuana possession it's not at the federal level it's at the state level that, um, that is, yes yeah I, I washington dc is the biggest exception but i think there is like it is symbolic though tj because for the longest time that's been the well, it's state by state, but the feds are saying that it's bad, so we're going to say it's bad too. Um, this this will be like a uh, history class kind of thing, right? Like, oh, well, in twenty twenty two, Joe Biden became the president that made marijuana possession uh, not a, a federal offense. Yeah, and so. he's asking state governors to do it at the state level as well, and no chance that that's political by any nature whatsoever. But um, of course, I'm saying that sarcastically. But hopefully, <laughs> state governors, red or blue, will say. I'm sure the blue won't have any issue with it, but hopefully red state governors will say, yeah, you know, this is just dumb. We need to, uh, even if you were for whatever dumb reason, not pro legalization, AKA anti-money, uh, you still should probably not have people in jail for it. Not probably. You definitely shouldn't have people in jail for it. And then this is interesting as well. One more thing on it is federally pot is a schedule one drug. And that makes it the same level of quote unquote drug as fentanyl <laughs> and, and heroin. So, from a government standpoint, oh, in the years of drugs, you've got good old fashioned marijuana right there with the most deadly thing in our country, fentanyl. So it's dumb, and they're and they're they're looking at it again. Uh, they're looking at changing that. Mayor, uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland, who I'm not the biggest fan of, he is overseeing that. So 
uh, a chance to get some points, Merrick, Gar- Merrick Garland. Try to figure that out because that is ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. So, so there's some political talk for you on your Friday morning to get you all pumped up and ready for your weekend. Are you ready to talk a little Will Levis? I'm ready to talk a little Will Levis. Uh, Mark, is he ready to talk a little Will Levis? Well, hear for yourself. <laughs> well, what do you want to know, John? You want me to tell you? <laughs> want me to give you every little detail? You want me to? Okay. How many plays is going to? You want to just go tell South Carolina, or what do you? <laughs> I have no news, man. I have I have nobody. Uh, my policy is always: if somebody's out, I'll tell you. I don't have anybody out. So if I had somebody out, I'd tell you. Wow. Hmm. This is huge and surprising news for Jeremy Flax. He's back, everybody. He said if he had anybody out, he'd tell us. He said nobody's out. Nobody's out. Um, huge recovery for Vito, well, T- Vito Tisdale. He's back. It, Mark, did you not expect to be asked this question? <laughs> like, I get that he was trying to like, like rib John Hill there, but like, what John Hill was going to ask that question. No, I think I think Stoops handled it well. Of course, like you, he knows he's going to get asked. That he needs to be prepared for it. But I, I think it was just a reminder that, like, yeah, you you all are free to ask. Just as a reminder, though, I will not be answering. Like, th- this is just how the game goes. And yeah, and I don't I don't blame John for answering, and I don't blame Stoops for that answer. I actually think it was a, it, that's a better answer than just like, what what are you doing? Why are you asking me that? You know, I'm not going to yeah. like he he handled it. In a fun, loving way, which I but think people need to do in sports. I, I also like if, if somebody's out, I'll tell you they're out. And it's like, well, you had somebody who was had their knee blown out and they were having surgery in two days, and you just wouldn't say that he was out. You said it doesn't look good, but you wouldn't just say he's out for the year. Like I don't know why. Like Stoops is as much as he likes to say that he's Mister Transparency with injuries. He's not. Like Mark, it's okay. You don't have to tell us that you are. Like we get it. That's a that's a good that's a good point. Uh, also, you know, you had Chris Rodriguez out for weeks, and he still wouldn't necessarily say that he was going to be out. Uh, yes, that, but he he Stoops is certainly not unique or alone in that sort mm-hmm. of gamesmanship. Uh, that's but look at look at you calling out a football coach. Whoa, somebody yeah. go oh, his, somebody go check his temperature. Make sure he feels okay. I do appreciate though that uh, they uh, <laughs> that like. While this was going on and people were like, oh, well, I guess that means he's back, right? Like, Will's playing. And then they go and they show uh, UK tweets out pictures from practice. And they just, they're just they showing all the Will Levis pictures, right? Like, really going out of their way to let you know that Will Levis was at practice wearing a jersey. I think it is important to know that Thursday is their lightest practice of the week. It's, it's the walkthrough. It's the least intensive. Um, they they actually are more intense on uh, on Fridays. So uh, ultimately, TJ, what Stoop said, you're like, okay, well, this isn't bad news, right? It could be he could have just said he was out. Like, so okay, they they aren't completely ruling him out. But as I alluded to in segment one, I'm going to I, I, I'm going to hold my reservations until about 30 minutes before kickoff. And not a not a second before then. I don't know. It depends on what this hot goss was that you were hearing last night. Well, so that that's that video is part of it. That that plays a role into the story. 
Uh, so you, you've, you've already jumped ahead. Uh, who is number 47? Dingle. Justice mm. Dingle, yeah. Yep, yep, the fullback. And he's, I, noticed, um, I noticed he was in the background in that video. Eva's snapping to him, though. Okay, so, so it's, not, it's not a scout team sort of deal. Yeah. Will Undercenter does look in pain. He could also just be in his cadence of saying hut. Uh, it's just a, it's a still picture, <laughs> but does look like he's in pain. So I think that needs to be taken into consideration. And then in the next video where you see Will, the other quarterbacks are in the background laughing it up, mucking it up, mm-hmm. having a good time. So they're not even looking at him. So there's a little bit of a disrespect wow. angle in that second picture as well. So for breaking down those two. And they never show his feet. So Oh, yeah, they never show his feet. And did you see, though, too, the one we overlook it, J.J. Uh, Weaver still oh. has um, still six fingers, and at practice though, he's got a he's got a brace thing around his elbow. So I and, and a bucket hat on. So do you think he'll play with a bucket hat on? I I actually have a similar bucket hat, and it's a great look. So it's very buckety. It's I don't very see buckety. Any, I don't see any issues with that. All right, so I'm there. I'm at I'm at this party, and like when you're Roush, you you can certainly relate. Scoots, I know that you can relate. Like your your identity in sports radio or just in sports journalism or whatever is sports. So if somebody sees you, the only thing that they can talk to you about legally is yeah. is sports. Scoots, so annoying. So annoying. Yeah, you know. No. I mean, it it it. I I know what you're saying, and sometimes it can be where it's just like when when I see like an uncle or something, and they're like, so. Is Will Levis going to play? It's like, you know, I've talked about this for 10 hours this week. Like, I don't know if he's going to play or not. But, Scoots, the way that you look at it is better than them coming up to you and being like, how's the accounting job going? Really? Right. How's, okay. how's the being a plumber? Yeah. That's true. I'd rather talk about sports than work. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with that. So, while sometimes it can just be like, how oh, I'm so sick of talking sports, it is. People are just trying to be friendly. They're trying to find yeah. something, trying to find something that you can have a conversation and make some small talk. So, there was a lot of small talk last night. And somebody said, Is Will Levis going to be playing? And I said, yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea, no inside information whatsoever. But I think the kids, same thing I said on the radio show yesterday. The kid's tough. I think he's going to be on. And the night goes on, and this person later comes back, and he's like, well, you know, I found this kind of interesting. I I, I'm, I, I feel like I should probably tell you this, but he shows me, or he says he probably shouldn't have shown me this. He shows me a conversation with a very prominent Kentucky football player. Mm. And he just flat out asked, is Levis going to be playing? And this player on the team suggests, not suggests, just flatly says, no, he's not going this week. <gasps> so I'm like, whoa. And, you know, I'm, I, I, I guess the person could have lied and changed the name and their phone to like make it not that actual person. I don't uh, that's think, a lot, though. Yeah, yeah. They, I don't think they, they would do that to somebody that they have maybe only seen one other time in their life. But anyways, so I, I, I'm thinking, wow, this is pretty interesting. Now I do think I'm changing my opinion on if he's going to play or not because this player saying that either he's just like flat out lying or the player's wrong. But I, this player, you would think, would be in the know. So I find that interesting. 
Sure enough, the party's going on, the night's going on, and UK tweets out that little still picture GIF video thing. Whoa. This is interesting. Will mm-hmm. Levis is featured twice in this little production. So I go back to that person. I'm like, well, what do you think about this? Will Levis? And he was like, whoa. And he was like, I, hey, you saw the same thing I saw. I have no idea who's playing or not playing. But <laughs> And he said and he said that. He was like, so what, what do you think now? Like, do you think that this player could have just been wrong or misinformed or, or not sure? And Roush, again, I don't know. I've got to make that pretty clear. But I, I think what happened was I don't think some misinformation got out, but I think there was a wrong diagnosis earlier in the week. And I think that's what made the Vegas folks freak out. I think you heard, I think there were, were talks in the UK football facility as of maybe Monday or Tuesday that Will Levis will not be playing this week. And I think that spread. And then I think either whether it was late Tuesday or early Wednesday, I think something changed where it was like, well, hold on. He's not, he won't be out until he's out on Saturday. This is Will frickin' Levis. He's a tough mm-hmm. dude. So I think something in the week changed or there was some miscommunication of, oh, yeah, he's definitely not going to be able to play, to, hey, if he can play, he's going to try to play. And I think that's where we're in is earlier in the week, people thought there was no chance. And that spread like wildfire, as things like this so often do. And then I think as the week went on, Will was like, well, hold on. You all aren't like, if I can go, I can go, right? You all are going to give me the green light if I feel okay. I think UK said, sure, if you give us the best chance to win, no doubt about it. And I think that's where we're at here on Friday morning is if Will can be the best option at quarterback on Saturday, then no brainer. He's going to go out there and be tough and play. If it is, it, if the ankle, if the foot, if it's too too much. Because have you heard the turf toe rumors? Yes. Okay. So that's that's a pain tolerance sort of deal, you yeah. know? So yeah. I, and there's I, nothing you can do about turf toe either. It's just like rest is the only thing that makes it feel better. So what do you so what do you think about all that? What, what, when you hear me tell that story and then I give you my little hypothesis of what I think's going on this week, where am I right? Where am I wrong? But I did find it super interesting seeing that player telling his good friend, like, yeah, Will's out. So I think that you're you're on to something, but it's probably more so of a, hey, we're doing the Kaya Sharon package during practice. And so that's what makes everybody think that that's going to be the case. Oh, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to prepare that, like, Will is not going to go but if he's able to go, then they're just going to run the normal Will stuff, right? So I'm sure there's been a lot more practicing whatever they're going to do with Kaya Sharon so that he's comfortable if his number's called. And I, I bet they're just telling everybody, like, let's plan like it's Kaya time. And then if the game rolls around and it's not, then we'll be happy that it's not, right? So yes. I, I think that's kind of where we stand. I, I'm, I'm really figuring out quarterback injuries, like, it's impossible with Mark Stoops. He, Sawyer Smith had a broken wrist for two weeks, and they still trotted him out to start, right? Like, like what What the hell was that? So uh, uh, you had uh, the the one time where Steven Johnson didn't start until they went down 14 nothing. Like, I, and then they put him back in and then come back, win the game. Like, I don't know. Could they do that? Could they have Will on standby? And, yeah, I just – I don't know. I, I don't know. What the hell is going on here? It's trying. It's really hard to 
try to figure out because there's no precedent on how Stoops handles this stuff. So, uh, but I think my best my best bet on why everybody kind of freaked out midweek though is that they are preparing that for Sharon to start. They're getting him ready for that. They're mentally preparing him for everything that he's going to have to do, and it's going to be slightly different than what Will would have to do. But if Levis is feeling good enough to play, uh, pain tolerance wise and all that, like then he'll play. Uh, we we go through boot season quite a bit, um, mostly during Kentucky basketball season, but it's probably boot season for Will Levis. You you rest that bad boy, and then you give it a go on game day and see how things feel. If it's turf toe, I have a hard time believing that Will Levis is going to miss one of his final eight, nine college football games for turf toe, unless it's just the worst turf toe in the history of turf toe. Yeah, and I've never had turf toe. I did have Austin Slaughter's as a kid, which I, I hear is pretty similar in the knee region. Had what? You know, see, Scoot's never heard of this because he didn't grow up around tall people. Like every person I knew had Oscar Slaughter scoots, including me. You can see it now. I've just got these bumps on my knee. I have never, ever in my life heard that term ever. I say, I say this as a six footer for what it's worth, but uh, Roush, maybe, maybe scoots never got that huge growth spurt. That, that no, nope. I, uh, I, yeah. I say that truthfully, but I mean, it may be, it may be the truth. Although my brother, I'm pretty sure, had pretty bad Austin Slaughter, and he he's not the tallest fella. It's, it's basically the byproduct of growing pains. When you hit hmm. that that growth spurt, your knees get a little bump at the bottom of them, and it sucks and it hurts. It, it is different though, TJ, because the the weird thing is, is your toe when you have turf toe by itself, like it's fine, just like plain Jane. But when you try to bend it, it's like the it's it's basically let's act like the middle of our toe, that bone, that little dent in the middle of it. Just like imagine you just hit that with a hammer, and that's the kind of like pain that's there. So it sucks. It's no fun. And you can't really, you can't like just tape up an ankle. Um, but you can just like kind of, you know, grit your teeth and get through it. Right. So like it, it, it stinks and it's fun and ice and stuff can only do so much to it. But um, I, I would think, I know mobility is important, but I would think in a limited mobility capacity, like you would be okay. If you're well about this, I, I don't know. I mean, we're just, we're all just guessing right now. Oh, yeah. Because we're on the radio and we're just prognosticating, but it's really mostly a pain tolerance thing. And the only thing that can make it better is extended rest. The thing about Austin Schlatter scoots is like, you know, in eighth grade, when you get it, it, it's, it's terrible pain in your knee or both knees. And the interesting thing about it, though, is if you were like playing a game of basketball, it would when you're going through warmups. I mean, it feels like your knee is about ready to. It feels like it's like cracking glass in your knee, and it sucks so, and it hurts. But you get through warmups, and you're like, oh, okay. Like the the rust is shaking off. My knee feels actually fine. And then you're playing and you're going through it, and you're like, what knee? Like it's so weird that 25 minutes ago my knee was killing me, and now I don't feel anything at all. And then halftime would come, and you'd go to the locker room or you'd sit on the bench or you'd do whatever you're doing. And then the third quarter would start, and it would just be back to your normal. My knee has shards of glass in it. Like once you warmed up, it was fine. But once you slowed down and stopped, yeah. or took a break, or if you took a timeout, or you had to go sit on the bench, it would rest, and then the pain would build up again. 
and you just go through it all over again. And it was it was the worst. It was the absolute worst. Although I, I think turf toe is pretty consistent. I don't think it's a warm up, cool down sort of deal. I think it's just like yeah, you you just, if it gets touched or goes the wrong way, you you feel that sharp pain go up your 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 foot, your leg. You just might forget that it's there, right? Yeah. Like, um, but that sounds, that sounds I, I had to quit my I, big reason why I quit baseball. I love catching. Like that was the only thing that I really enjoyed. Baseball is pretty active. Had to quit doing that when I was in what was that? 12, 6, whatever little league. Twelve is that twelve? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you couldn't I, get was, the, little, the little things on the back that kind of knee you savers, up. they did not save my knees. They were oh, awful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's a that, that's a bummer. Scoots, what you got? It just sounds painful. That's and and a, a it sounds painful. B, I have no idea how you all were saying that word in eighth grade. Well, it was also, as TJ, the one thing he didn't mention, it was kind of a point of pride, too. Like, your dumb little mustache that you refused to shave. Like, it was evidence that you were getting taller, and you're going to be taller than your friends. So, there was, like, there was a little bit of, like, oh, this is awful, but this isn't the worst awful. Yeah, that never happened with me. Mm, Fortunately. It wasn't. I mean, it, it was pretty terrible, but I'm sure there are worse things, as Roush mentioned. All right, so, let's... Let's redo it. Uh, do you think he's going to play on on Saturday, Scoots? Hearing all the information, um, I do. Yeah, I do. It, it, me, yeah, yeah, I do. The text I saw, like again, there's a uh, there's an hour, two hour window at the party last night where I was like, oh crap, no, he's not playing. Like my mind has been changed. Just you know, twelve hours ago this morning on radio, I said I thought he was going to. Now I don't think. I'm back to thinking that he will, though. Like, I, I think that what Roush said is right. I think early in the week they were doing some Kaya Sharon packages. They were having him run with the ones. And I think that kind of spread throughout the football facilities and program and then to the Vegas gambling people and uh, all throughout the bluegrass eventually. And people were like, well, if he's running with the ones, it probably means he's going to play. I think that it was just prepping, getting – if in case Will Levis can't go, you want to make sure the other guy is, is is comfortable or as comfortable as he can be. But I think when push comes to shove, Levis is going to go out there and try to play. Maybe he does a series, and it's just it's. I, I listen. You're you're all going to be better off with somebody else back there. But my guess is he plays. Roush. So are you going to make it three for three, or are you saying out? I ultimately, like what I said earlier, right? Like it's we're going to find out thirty minutes before kickoff. I do think. They're preparing Kai Sharon start, and it's going to be, well, how you feel about 30 minutes before the game? But, but, the pictures last night, like, feels like UK's really going out of their way to show the Will Levis stuff. I, I, I think they might have been just playing games with us. That's what, that's what I'm, that's my fear is that wow. they're, they, I feel like they're trying really hard. To say, hey, Will's practicing. Will's practicing. He's not not out. Like, what, what, what are you worried about? We're definitely not worried over here. We're not. We're not. Not. Not worried. A little so, gamesmanship. I, mean, I love it. You, you'd be teasing your own fans a little bit with doing that under the under the premise of making the South Carolina Gamecocks defense a little bit more confused. That's a good point. Like, if Will Levis was actually going to go out there and play, what if you just showed, like, Kaya a bunch in those pictures? First off, the UK fan base would have, like, a total and complete meltdown. That's fine. That's pretty – that's on par for this fan base for what it's worth. 
But then Saturday, you see like Will, and starting quarterback for the Kentucky Wildcats, Will Levis. Oh, yeah, UK misplayed this. They needed to do the other thing. They needed to yeah. go the opposite, Roush. Because <laughs> that would that would make for a pretty cool moment at the Krogue. If UK is not saying that Will Levis is not going to play, but they're kind of hinting at Kaya. You're like, oh, God, we don't know. Will. And then there's that anxious energy that everybody's – if you've ever – if you've gone to multiple sporting events, you've probably been a part of a crowd that's had, quote-unquote, anxious energy. I bet it would be an anxious energy at the Krogue to start the game – and then the first time you saw number seven run out there, people would just lose their minds. And I don't imagine a scenario the Cats wouldn't win by less than 90 points at that rate. <laughs> Somebody call Tony Neely immediately, Roush. It's, it's kind of like the uh, Steven Johnson running from the locker room against Tennessee. Oh. That, was, that was an all-time moment at the Krogue, right? Like, that was... That's freaking awesome. Lynn Bowden has kind of like changed my UK football history of favorite games, favorite performances, but that one is definitely up there. Steven Johnson at home against Tennessee was as gutty and gritty of a performance and maybe even hit the gritty after the game as you're going to see. Uh, That was great. And maybe Will Levis has something in store for us on Saturday. If not, it could be the Kaya Sharon show. We're going to... In the hour, come back and have some text messages in hour two. How does that sound, fellas? Oh, sounds spectacular. Great. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Roll Radio. I'm Steve Collin FM, 1450 AM. PJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kelly. Pump it louder. Pump it louder. Pump it louder. Pump it Over? You say over? I heard the family! Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. You're on the Big X Sports Radio. Nick Roush. In Keelan. Where's TJ Walker? We don't know. I don't know what I was doing there. I, I just I, I think it's because I had my silly uh my silly voice on when I was singing the Scooter Dingus song. So I just <laughs> I just kind of kept rolling that into it. Maybe we should make the Scooter Dingus song its own like uh, return. You know? TJ didn't even get to hear it. Oh yeah, you really did miss it. <laughs> Sorry, I had I had Lucy with me. Scooter <laughs> Dingus, yeah. Is that it? Scooter, the dingus. That was pretty much it, yeah. Scoots. Man, it turns out you put a lot of sugar and coffee together, you get a a silly, slap happy Nick Roush. Weird how that works. We've lost him, Teej. We've lost him. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) No, I did not have just a Wednesday in between the daily double break. Sounds like you got some of the good stuff. <laughs> oh, text into the Thornton Sex Line, everybody. 502 414 is the number. And also, where your Shady Rays? Like, Scoots played some golf yesterday. I know you rocked those Shady Rays when Absolutely. you weren't hitting your drives. Uh, you're, Absolutely. You're, you're not a driver Shady Rays guy, but you are when you're driving the golf cart and when you're putting. And, That's right. Uh, sinking some long ones yesterday? Any long ones? A couple. 
nice, couple long ones. Nice. So, it's all because you could see that line with your shady race. Promo code Big X. 35% off the checkout. Full disclosure, I did not know we were back on the air. Yeah, yeah. We've been, yep, on the air. We're on. Like I, you know, so the 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 scooter dingus thing. You 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 said that to everybody. You did that. Yeah, did yeah that. that was on every. Yeah, that was to the whole air. Boy, I'm glad I didn't really tell you how I, I felt about it. Uh, <laughs> it was like uh, luck it. We unbutton luck it on a podcast the other day. Whoa! Is, what do you what yeah, do you do? Which, he he dropped an f bomb. Unbelievable. Just, yeah, I, Shane Beamer, I don't know, gets him feeling some type of way, I guess. But he got all – he was all out of sorts. Yeah, like it. About, probably about time you grow up, pal. Probably about time you grow up. I uh, – whether it's like highlights or whatever it may be, I usually when we do the show from home, I'll have something on in the background. But I'll have it on mute, obviously. I had WDRB in the morning, and the Ooh. Harvest Homecoming is this weekend, which is a big to-do. Uh, not in my neck of the woods, but – it's a it's a big to do, and which, this, which neck of the woods? Uh, New Albany. Yeah, it's New Albany, uh, right? Gotcha. Yeah, but it's a it's a huge deal though, isn't it, Scoot? Oh yeah, yeah, huge deal. Everybody over here loves Harvest Homecoming. I haven't been for probably I don't know 12, 15 years, but it's it's a good time. You got like a bunch of like food stands, drink stands, whatnot. It's it's fun. Yeah, and is the Evansville one this weekend as well, or it is? That was Evansville? last weekend. It was last weekend. Okay. Uh, well, good, good, clean, fun. There, but anyways, they were interviewing, I guess, the homecoming, the Harvest Homecoming Queen, and maybe like her competitor or the runner-up, or I don't know. Had it on mute, and they're like having fun. And one second they're like doing like a little dance move, and then like ten seconds later they both look disgusted with the question that was asked. Like, hmm. not happy. And I had it all on mute. So during that break, I was like, all right, well, I got to rewind it and see what he said. What the reporter said was. Ooh, was it Keith Kaiser? It was Keith. He's Kaiser. usually their goofy out and about guy. Yeah. And I like Keith. Or I like, yeah. you know, I, I don't have, I've he's never fun. really, like, I've, I've never really had an opinion that he's done an interview and been like, well, that was stupid. This one was stupid. It, he, he's, he asked if they're on TikTok. They're both like, I don't know. 20 or something so of course they're on tiktok and then he's like all right well what's your all's favorite food at the harvest homecoming they both said the dumplings i guess they have some famous dumplings there and then he's like all right well you can come down and see the royalty in the parade just don't feed them wait what <laughs> what does that even mean <laughs> i don't know uh, I don't know, but they both looked at him and they were like, "What? What, what does that what? mean?" And he was like, "Oh, you can feed him, I guess." And then they're both like, uh, <laughs> it's, "It's basically." I bet they made the same faces that many folks oh. made when I was singing the Scooter Dingus song. It was just like, why would you ever? What? What does that even mean? And why would you say it? it just uh, all around bad time. But if you're going to be out of New Albany, check out the Harvest Homecoming this weekend. As Scoot says, it's fun, and supposedly they have good dumplings. I can confirm the dumplings. I'm not a, not a dumplings guy, so mm. I'll take. I'm your not. Su- I'm not surprised. What the hell does that mean, Scoot? That means it's. That means it's good. You don't enjoy it. Oh, and what when I brought up TikTok, I like give me thirty seconds to say something that just is totally like a stupid story that nobody's going to care about. Roush, I told my buddy this on the way down to Oxford, and the reaction was probably how the reaction is going to be when I say it mm-hmm. to you all, which was no right. interest and nobody cares. But so that's that's why I'm prefacing. 
I, I've like become addicted to these TikToks of these people will go to like public places, like government offices, post offices. Sometimes it's just maybe a park or something like that, and they'll film and they're they're just trying to bait law enforcement to come to them and talk to them. And all they're trying to do though is like they will say, this is a first amendment protected activity. I'm an independent journalist and I'm on public property and I can film whatever I want. And it, it sounds so stupid and it is, but these cops will come and interact with them. And sometimes the cops will be cool and be like, oh yeah, you're not we got a complaint, but you're 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 free to do whatever you want. I can't I can't tell you anything. You get other cops that are like the the terrible cops that shouldn't be out on the street and they'll try to arrest these people instantly for being filmed or knock the cameras out of their hand or something like that. And then you'll have other ones where it's just like this legal jargon back and forth. And you'll, it's, I I'm like addicted to these stupid freaking videos. Mm, and I, don't, there, I don't know what to do. There's a really good one where a guy, um, he just treats the cops like they're drunk. Like he talks to them like they're, you've been drinking. No, yeah, what are, you, what are you doing here? Like, and it's very funny. I, yeah, I work it, very hard at it. It is so interesting. And yeah, you'll get some people where it's like that one's more of a jokester guy, and they're like, "So, what are you doing here?" And he's like, "I'm, I'm not asking the questions. What are you doing here?" Exactly. You, you've been drinking today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. What have you been drinking? No, I'm asking the questions around here, but it, it is interesting because it always comes back around to like police officers and law enforcement. They Don't swore talk to people like normal humans. They very rarely do, and yeah. they stir and they swore to like protect the Constitution and everything it's upheld. But yet, like people call and be like, "This person's making me uncomfortable," or they're making me nervous. So then they go and they violate violate their First Amendment right. It's like it really is kind of fascinating, and it it's I think the one thing it's probably taught me is just like there are so many people in positions of power that have no idea where they're power ends and where it begins and that's pretty terrifying to be honest with you and it makes me think back to like interactions i've had with police officers and wondered did they did they violate some of my first amendment rights and some of these anyways it's a really is anybody else out there that watches any of these tiktoks or am i totally alone in this crazy world go ahead and text on into the thornton's text line 502 414-1450. But just wanted to bring that up because I find myself sometimes at the office, I'm like, oh my gosh, five minutes have gone by and I, all I have not taken my eyes off this stupid phone. <laughs> and it's like the dumbest videos. I mean, it's just like, I don't know why it, it seems to capture me so much, but it really, really hook, does. Hook, line, and sinker. That's why I refuse to get on TikTok because it's just a rabbit hole I've heard you cannot get out of. That's the thing is that like there hasn't, I mean, besides I enjoy some like funny TikToks here or there, but there's really not been anything that's like I've gone searching for content on TikTok, except for this, weirdly enough. Like these are the only videos that seem to 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 really connect for me. But Scooch, you had the right idea. It, it is it is a big time waster. So good on you. I know Roush has never gotten into the TikTok game. Uh, although I did hear Trevor talking, he was like, I like that Facebook showing these new videos on the Facebook feeds. I find myself watching them. I'm like, that's TikTok. It's, like yeah. you're just, that's, you know, that was a TikTok in, invention. And now every other social media is trying to do something similar. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, one texter on the Thorns text line. This is a good one. You're totally alone, uh, totally alone and dumb for watching these videos. Exactly. That's, that, that's the, <laughs> that's the affirmation I needed. And you know what? You're not alone, though, because there's other people out there watching. Oh, yeah. They all have, like, millions of views. It is wild. But um, I guess none, nobody in Kentucky. I'm the only dork here. 
Roush, we've talked a lot about Will Levis. I feel like we've talked a decent bit about South Carolina's defense, and they're going to try to blitz. They blitz all the time, but they don't have a major success rate on their blitzing. Mm-hmm. UK's got, you know, they've got some pieces on the offensive line we're not so sure about. Obviously, quarterback question marks. So we've talked about that side of the ball, I think, a good bit this week. We haven't talked about the other side as much. Spencer Rattler, we know how you feel about him and the South Carolina offense going up also against a slightly banged up UK defense. I know you like the UK on that side of the matchup, that side of the ball. Can mm-hmm. you tell us why, and can you tell us what South Carolina is going to try to do? If they are successful, what's it going to look like on offense? It is funny that um, they, if you look at the backfields, right, just from a recruiting standpoint, they have two a five-star quarterback and a five-star running back. Best in their class at their position, and Kentucky's got two three-stars, and yet most folks probably don't even know that five-star running back's name, Marshawn Wood, who has been cooking with some more gas in recent weeks. Um, they played back-to-back really bad teams. Uh, South Carolina State, and I forget who the other one was. But he had good games. Uh, Charlotte was the other team. He had a 130-yard game, and he also had an 88-yard game, creating explosive plays. Um, and he's also been catching some passes, too. Uh, to varying effect. And... Here, here's my thing, TJ, is that like I don't even know how good this guy is because he he he's really just got all of his production against really bad teams. But when I talked to um, Wes Mitchell, who works for Gamecock Central, I did a little uh, ten minute video to kind of get the South Carolina perspective on things. And basically, I was like, so what if South Carolina wins? Like, what has to happen? And Part of it is getting Marshawn Lloyd involved early and having him have some success to alleviate some pressure off Spencer Rattler. The other two big athletes they have, Jaheim Bell, who is supposed to be this um, Eric Gilbert, like you name the like big time tight end. Uh, he, he was supposed to be that tight end, that do it all, the Brock Bowers, if you will, of South Carolina. He can run the ball. He can play receiver. He can line up. He hasn't done much. And then Josh Van, he led them in all three statistical categories last year, receiving touchdowns, receiving yards and receptions. Big play guy. And I think he even made a big play against Kentucky. He has, I want to say, like three catches or something like that this year. Like They just haven't got him the ball at all. Um, so finding their best – they haven't been getting their best players the ball. Yeah, three catches for 13 yards. It's been a problem. It's been a problem under Rattler. And the other kind of big takeaway I had – was that fans are patient with Rattler, but they've been patient through five weeks. They're like, okay, we know you're in a new offense. This isn't Lincoln Riley. This isn't the Big 12. It's going to take some time, but you got to get it together against Kentucky. Really, this is the, the, the kind of draw our line in the sand game for South Carolina. And the only way I think that they believe they have a shot is if they can somehow – force Kentucky into some difficult second long, third and long situations. Um, their defense has has been is giving opposing offenses easy opportunities to move the chains, and they're just taking advantage of it. So really, it's been a mixed bag of not great all year long, and South Carolina fans are hoping that 
the last two non-conference games gave the team enough confidence to, to go to Lexington and, and win this weekend. Yeah, if you're just schedule looking at South Carolina, they put up big numbers against crappy teams, and their defense looks pretty stout. And then in their two SEC games this season, uh, they gave up 44 points on the road to Arkansas, although I watched that game and came away more impressed with South Carolina than I was anticipating. Not that I thought that they were world beaters, but they didn't give up, they, and they had some good fight in them. And they were down big, made it a one-possession game later in the game, and then obviously ended up losing, but their defense looked horrible. They they were down between like 10 and 17 or 14 and 7 points most of that game. It was like yeah. Arkansas had it within arm's length, and then South Carolina would score a touchdown, and then Arkansas would score again. So, Kind of a classic buffer game where our, South Carolina just needed a stop and a score, and maybe they'd get the stop, but they wouldn't get the score. Or they'd get the score, but then they couldn't get the stop. So uh, they, 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 they showed some fight in that one, but not – not any fight the following week against a Georgia team who, what, struggled against Missouri, has looked a little bit more vulnerable as of late, but they look mm -hmm. like the machine we saw in the national championship game on the road against South Carolina, and that one was over five minutes into the game. They won 48-7. to seven. It was a total and complete blowout. So they against bad opponents, South Carolina's look good. Against their good opponents, not, not so much. So – they're probably, as they always do as a fan base, they're probably thinking this is one that they can, that they should, they should get, they could get, they've got the chance to get. I, I really hope the defense just doesn't give them any life whatsoever. And maybe it's one of those games where by the end of the first quarter, Roush, you know, it's the first team to 20 is probably going to win it. Or if Kentucky can just get up by two scores and may, if, if you, yeah. if you force Spencer Rattler to have to start making some play, mm -hmm. that's where you could really blow this thing open. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a really crazy interception right now. Uh, four touchdowns, seven interceptions. Apparently, like, not all of those. He wasn't just throwing those other team. There's like two or three, kind of like Will Levis last year, where they ball would bounce off of his guys' hands and into the defenses. Uh, but South Carolina has turned it over more than any other team in the country, uh, except for one. I don't know who that one team is. But they've got 13 giveaways this year, 13 turnovers. Only one school has more with 15. So um, be a good time to turn some of those Kentucky PBUs into PSCKSs. Pick it off, baby. Woo! Got to love it. You got to love it. All right. Text on in 502-414-1450. We were ready to head on over to the Thornton's text line. Let's do it. What do we got first? Um, scrolling. Roush is way too confident. This is bad news. Well, what do you have to say for yourself? I feel like I'm back to like middle ground, but I also am very much dig my heels in when everybody overreacts at once. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to steer out of the skid and then barrel roll off the cliff. I do think it's. <clears throat> I don't know. I like there is a little part of me that's like maybe on Sunday we'll say to ourselves, Kentucky was so banged up. Why why did why were we so confident? Because Kentucky's just uh far superior in talent and coaching. That there's just not I I I we cannot make I, I promise. I'm going to make a KRC promise. If Kentucky does lose this game. I will not be making excuses on Monday about Will Levis's injury. 
just it's it, like I don't care who it is. You you can't lose to this South Carolina team. You just can't. So if it's a banged up Will Levis going out there playing tough, but they just can't get it done. If it's a healthy Kaya, if Kentucky co- doesn't win on Saturday, you're going to want some answers on Monday. Yeah, yeah, because it, a lot of it will come down to like because what will ha- I find it a, a hard time believing that Kentucky. They would lose this because the defense gave up a ton of points. They would lose this because the offense just would be inefficient. And, like, I know that, like, you're six weeks in, Rich, and I know you've had injuries, but you got to get this offense humming. It's it's too far too talented to not be. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like we watched the U.K. offense, and for, like, 75% of the game, we're, like, satisfied with what we see. Or it's like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. fun. Like, But uh-huh. it, it's that 25% that – results in no points or having to settle for a field goal where you you were humming for 70 yards and you just stalled there at the end so you do and again we haven't seen this team put in a complete game yet I don't think it's probably going to be this weekend just because you've got too many question marks with injuries but yeah it'd be it'd be a great time and while I did mention that it'd be great to be able to get up early in the game and make Spencer Rattler have to force some throws and try to do too much, which would almost certainly end up as a disaster. It it needs to be said, what if UK's defense starts slow again? It's similar to the Ole Miss game where UK finds themselves down two scores early and you don't have Will Levis playing. That is terrifying, Roush, if we're just being honest. Like if you've got Kaya going, if it's the second quarter, he's going to throw his down, way back into the game, nothing, yeah, thirteen yeah, nothing, yeah. and you start feeling like you got to force some stuff. That's not going to be good. I mean, I, talk, talk me, talk me out of that, buddy. Uh, don't start slow. Boom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like that. I mean, that starting fast is the if you're doing keys to the game, right? First radio show to ever do keys to the game. I think starting fast is number one key to the game. Number two is effectively running the ball. And number three is uh, create some uh, defense and special teams, create some game-changing plays, right? You've been doing that pretty consistently. Just keep on on doing that. All right, just keep on doing it. A text um, Oh, Another reason why you need Rich Scangarello's offense to get it together, big-time visitors coming to the Crow. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Gosh, we, we've got to talk about that. We need to talk about the UK-Gonzaga game as well. Ooh, maybe a transfer portal addition, too, for Kentucky? Yeah, I saw, I saw Cats Illustrated was talking about that, and I'm sure it's probably wide known. Let's uh, let's go to our last break, and then we can have a, a mega wow. long final segment. We're radio tease. We got Sorry, Jay. coming, too. We're radio teasing you. Oh, hey, yeah, man. we got the picks coming as well. Oh, man, we're just so good at radio. Man, this is a huge week for Scoots. He can kind of feel it slipping away if he doesn't have a good picks week this week. Oh, it's 3-0 and coming right up, baby. That's what we love to hear. Do not go anywhere. One last electric, unbelievably efficient segment of radio coming to your ears when we return here on Kentucky Roll. Go Welcome to the party. Welcome. 
Welcome back. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Friday. We're pumped up. You're pumped up. Everybody's pumped up for some salsaritas. Get their catering for this weekend, whatever you've got going on. I promise I have gotten their catering a handful of times, and it is the best. It's easy, especially for the price. You can't beat it, whether you want them to come deliver it directly to your door and set it up for you, or they can have it all ready for you at the store. You come, you scoop it up, they'll help carry it to your car for you. You put it in your car, you bring it home, and then a whole party, whether it's five people, whether it's 500 people, Salsaritas will make sure you're rocking and rolling with wildly addictive chips, spicy hot salsa, delicious creamy queso. If you like guacamole, they've got the best in the biz, I've been told. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Of course, you can go for lunch or dinner. Those are all great. But if you've got a party, if you've got a get-together, maybe you're just having a few fellas over to watch the game. Maybe it's a ladies' wine night. Let Salsaritas be the delicious food that everybody puts into their mouth. Text on in, 502-414-1450. Really, really uh, hope that Salsaritas is catering uh, in the Kentucky football recruiting room on Saturday. Yeah, that's a nice segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah because they got to they gotta bring their A game when Ryan Wingo comes to town. Part of the reason why you need the offense to do well, you, you can – you have the number 12 wide receiver, number 12 player in America, number 12 junior in America, Ryan Wingo, top five receiver in the class from St. Louis. He's going to be visiting Kentucky for the first time this Saturday. That's huge. Um, I know folks were excited. Demetrius Bell, uh, the kid from MPA in Nashville, is is on an official visit. But down the road, like, whew, this kid, big-time star. They've got a big tight end coming in, too, Gavin Grover. Um, Grant Godfrey, the commit linebacker commit, he's going to be visiting. And potential quarterback of the future, Danny O'Neill, will be official unofficially visiting this weekend. So there's a, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, big-time big, big time prospects coming into town this weekend for the Cats. Was there no, like, hey, maybe, maybe come back when the offense is humming? Like, is there going to be any disclaimers for the offensive players? They're like, hey, just so you know. We got stuff going on this week. Like we're not at our we're not at our healthiest. Because you want you do want to put on a show when you've got the recruits in town. You want to win by a thousand and have the atmosphere just be a wild party. You don't want it to be a nine to seven slugfest where yeah you win but ew. so hopefully they're letting people know they're like hey our quarterback's banged up we've got some stuff going on but you join the fold down the road. And national championship after national championship. Yeah, I um, I, I it also could be a ooh. We think the offense is going to be clicking. Just need Will Levis to be there. We, I would it would not be ideal if if Levis is not playing to really show this awesome receiver how good your offense can be. Not ideal, not ideal. Um, but you know what? That might not be the only place where Kentucky's finding some new Wildcats. Uh, Jacob Lacey, he was in the class of 2019, top 200 player, went to Notre Dame, had two sacks and a bunch of tackles for loss earlier this season for Cal, but he's like, eh, 
you know what? I'm good. I'm good. He's going to uh, stop playing and transfer. At the end of the year, he's off the football team. Uh, Marcus Freeman wished him nothing but the best. A lot of folks think uh, he might be coming to his old Kentucky home to play football. So um, that's certainly a name to keep an eye on. Yeah, it, it seems like everybody's suggesting he's going to come back to Kentucky, and that's great news. Uh, good player, you're right. He had a big game against Cal. We haven't really talked about it, and today's not going to be the show to do it, but the trend, the new trend in college athletics of people entering the transfer portal after four games to keep their their eligibility, to keep that extra year. People have whined about it. People are going to whine about it. Get over it. That's 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 as like profound as a take as I as I have. Yeah, yeah, and uh, th- there's there's all, of course every individual is different, and that's why I like that Stoops always men- points that out um, because it's the truth. Like every, it's a case by case basis. My, I'm I'm with some where it's like you can't leave at the first sign of adversity, but also sometimes you need to leave because you're just never going to get an opportunity. So I, I think it does apply on a case by case basis, and. Now with the transfer portal and you have four games to redshirt, like I, I don't blame them for, you know, d- don't blame them for taking the action that's given, the the potential that's given to them. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Oh, gosh. Keith Kaiser's back with these homecoming queen ladies. Oh, no. How is he going to offend them this time? Hey, they got a Ghostbusters limousine out there, Scoots. That's exciting. They can't ride in that. Why not? That, I don't know. That makes as much sense as not being able to give them food, right? How do you know they can't ride in that? I don't. I'm making a joke because he said don't feed them. Oh, I thought it was I'm like... Saying, I, don't I, let I, them ride in the limo. I thought there was like a, a Harvest Homecoming tradition where if you ride in the hearse limousine, you're, you're, you end up in the hearse. Yeah, no, I have no idea. I'm so out of touch with Harvest, I couldn't tell you what goes on anymore there. Well, you, this is the year to change all that. And maybe you could meet maybe. the woman of your dreams. Maybe so. <laughs> you never know. Oh, gosh. They had the har- homecoming Harvest Queen switch sides. <gasps> drama. Don't know why they did that. Hey, speaking of drama, UK is going to be having some dramatic games with Gonzaga for nearly a decade. Oh, Scoots, you wanted, you said three-year series are nothing. Well, guess what? Kentucky. Kentucky and Gonzaga playing for six years, baby. <laughs> That's more like it. Yeah. What uh, What do we think, fellas? All right. My question to you, TJ, are either of the head coaches there now still there at the end of the series? No. <laughs> yeah. Cal's definitely not going to be there for the end of this. I don't know if Mark Few is either. He's been Ma- coaching there for like 30 years. I could also just see Few wanting to try something different at some point. If he I don't could know. get a he, national he, championship. Or like just move into the woods. But he also lives that Northwest kind of lifestyle while he's coaching. So maybe he can just coach forever. I I, I don't know. It just yeah. So I I think it's I think it's funny. I think it's a win for Kentucky. you you get two out of six games in Rupp Arena and you're only playing in the other team's true home arena just just one other time. Uh, so, and I think this is what UK had to do to make this series work. Um, 
UK doesn't like doing the classic home and homes. I think this was kind of the workaround mm-hmm. where you're going to have three games of Gonzaga having to travel across the country, and you, the anticipation in all three of those games will be for Kentucky to win. Next year, it's going to be a really young UK team. They're going to be coming to Rupp. That will be and 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 we all and we just have to assume every year in this series that Gonzaga is going to be a one seed because they're probably just going to keep doing what they're doing, getting good players to come play up there, play a tough out of conference schedule where they'll take some lumps, but they'll also beat some teams, and then they'll win twenty straight games in conference and they'll be a one seed. So the reason that I do like this from UK standpoint is you you get a chance to beat a what every every time we don't have to worry about Gonzaga having a bad year during that stretch any time Kentucky can win against Gonzaga it's a good win next, yeah in the next 6 years it'll be a signature win that shows up on selection sunday i like that that's nice what i don't love and i'm not one that's the thing is when you make fun of people for whining and crying then you can't turn around and whine and cry so i do need to preface it by saying i, I don't think it's a huge deal but I could have just totally done without the Nashville and Seattle games. Just make it the two and the two, make it a four-year deal, and I'm more excited about the uh, potentially traveling across the country and going to Seattle for the first time, Roush, than I am for the Nashville game. Like uh, UK playing a neutral site basketball game in Nashville that isn't the SEC tournament, it doesn't really do anything for me. Like it's not that Nashville is a, a bad trip to make, but like if I want to travel to see the cats i can just go see him at rupp arena and drive an hour and i would prefer yum center or cincinnati to nashville and that's what i want like that's what i was got a house in nashville though that's what i wonder if 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 gonzaga was like well we'll do it in seattle because that's the biggest city that you know we can go to for a neutral game but i think it's like four hours from spokane to seattle maybe three hours and I wonder if, if Gonzaga said, well, if we do Cincy or we do Louisville, that's only an hour from you. That's an hour and 30 minutes from you. That That's, that's not fair. We got to we gotta kind of make the distance a little bit that's further. It. You don't think so? No, no, no. I don't think that's it. I just think well, that's that a, then, then if, if that's not it, if UK would just uh, offer Nashville all willy-billy, then that's dumb because you're right. It should have been Cincy or it should have been Louisville. The only thing I could think of is Gonzaga would think, hey, that's that's too close. Get outside your, your city limits a little bit. Yeah, it probably has something more to do with um, the ability and uh, the ability and availability to lock up a spot in Nashville well in advance when like Louisville and other places don't have like like U of L doesn't have their schedule, but like actually I don't know. I do know yeah, that there is just a concerted effort by the Southeastern Conference at large to do more things in Nashville. Like they're moving football media days there next year. They're going to end up once that dome is built, they're going to play in some SEC championship games there. So like I I think in general, maybe that's the thought behind it. But yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know why you just wouldn't play the Yum Center. Like yeah yeah so. I, I like it. It's a good move on UK's part. Again, UK's so scared to play people. But here they are signing a series, six-year deal, with a team that's won more games over the last few years than anybody else, uh, three of which you're traveling to the West Coast to, to play the game. So uh, the haters and losers, of which there are many, can suck it. And this is, this is cool. Uh, again, the neutral site games don't really do it for me, but – 
Gonzaga coming to Rupp next season is going to be great. And then UK playing in Spokane this year is going to be a lot of fun. So good games for mm-hmm. college basketball. Way to go, everybody involved. Yeah, good job. Good job. Um, something quickly uh, that just popped into my mind. We don't need to see videos of the independent neurologist in the blah, 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 staring at a video monitor to make sure he doesn't have a concussion on the sideline. Really going out of their way to show the concussion people like doing their job. Great. Yeah. Come on. We need six people staring at a monitor or just have a doctor look at him and say, no, you have a concussion. You can't go back in. No doy. Yeah. It just seems like another thing people can kind of get outraged about or it's the, the top. I mean, there's been head injuries in football for a long time, folks. Yeah. And you don't need to go over the top in response. Just like, hey, if he's got one, you don't play. Pretty simple. Got some bad news about the future of head injuries in football as well. Hmm, uh, not going anywhere. Gonna keep happening. And uh, yes, of mm-hmm. course, we think the proper measure should be taken, but that we've thought that for years. I guess we're just a little bit ahead of our time. All right. Uh, a texter on the Thornton's text line says, We get it, Nick. You prefer football to basketball, especially during football season. Yeah. Apple pie is not good, says one texter. We don't have to lie to ourselves. Mixed berry with some vanilla ice cream is the goat. Wow. Do- doesn't like apple pie. Bad take. Yeah. I get I get it not being your favorite, but like uh, they, they when they talk about American things, it's American as apple pie. They say it for a reason. America. They do. A texture says Oreos, chocolate pudding, ice cream, whipped cream, and M&M's on top, cold pie. The best pie. Also, pumpkin is the runner-up. Cheesecake is the bomb.com. Man, I'm I'm in for cold pie. Yeah, I wouldn't mind some some cold pie. That sounds like uh, dirt cake. Y'all ever have dirt cake? Oh, yeah. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Been a long and, time on the dirt cake. And you know what's in that, Scoots? It's that Jello mix with, like, whipped cream. <laughs> Jello mixes in a lot of things. TJ, you definitely strike me as somebody who played Halo growing up. How, 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 how? Plumley, damn it. I mean, for, hell? For, for, I never owned an Xbox, weirdly enough, but I was very good at Halo. Had friends that had Xboxes. I'd just go there and, and dominate. So uh, while, uh, yes, you're right. I did play Halo growing up. Over fun day. I mean, that, that Halo game was awesome. First person you shooters could, like, are fun. You could ride the car. You could get in the helicopter. They had the little floaty thing that would that would fly around. You could hit people. It was a good time. Good game. A texter says, I have an open ticket for South Carolina game Saturday night if any of you fellas want to roll with. Great tailgate and possibly Keeneland before. Man, that sounds nice. I've got tickets, so I don't need to take you up on that ticket. But, Scoots, you've been trying to get to a game, and you've got literally nothing going on Saturday. I actually do have something going on. i got to go to my grandma's and help. We're building like a little small shack beside her house for her sister who has dementia. So i got to go help with that. And I'm not going to South Carolina. Sorry. Wait, what? You mean Mississippi State? No. 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 This ticket's for South Carolina. South Carolina, it's we're just moving past that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> probably know this morning, but it's turf toe. Will is struggling with. Oh, thank you, Texter. Yeah. 
That seems to be the scuttlebutt. This one's from Kirby. We love hearing from Kirby. Hey, Kirby. I just can't comprehend SEC fan hate. I get underestimating Kentucky. I get it. But when they attack Levis, I just don't. First time I saw him throw the ball at Fan Day last year during the QB competition, I text our group chat that he's the starter and that he's different. His talent and upside is obvious. He's going to get experience and work on things for sure. But acting like he isn't a first-round pick is mind-boggling to me. Yeah, a lot of people have him like going top 10 and maybe even number one overall, Roush. Yeah, uh, Mel Kuyper said if he's betting on anybody to be the first pick, it's Will Levis, which it's a sm- from a value standpoint, it's smart. And also from a – and that was the point Kuyper made. It's He has the traits that NFL teams love and will we'll invest in. And uh makes sense. makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, he, he certainly has flaws, but he's – you know, you're not looking at him right now. You're looking at what he could be six, seven years down the road. And you just really can't teach that arm strength. And I think he's a smart football player. Just needs to kind of work on the accuracy. Although don't do it at a passing camp, according to Rush. <laughs> a texture says, Levis is obviously playing enough shenanigans. Shenanigans. Uh, another texter says, Roush, with your confidence in the Cats without Levis, I'd rather him set it out and be 100% for Mississippi State. I, I do think you're still playing with fire without him. I'm just – like the bar has to be high enough that you can win without him. But doesn't mean it will be easy, easier without him, you know? So, uh, yeah. It's it's never a dull moment. I mean, this is the fun thing about sports. Here we are going into, like I mentioned yesterday, going into an SEC game that we all felt comfortable about. What's the one thing that can put it in flux? Quarterback injury controversy. Mm-hmm. So here, here we are. Here we are. Uh, how can you watch a Spencer Petrus this year and think a former backup for him should start a game for our university? <laughs> that I mean, We did talk about that in the summer where it was like, <laughs> maybe he's got to develop and maybe it'll all click for him in a different system. But we talked, we were like, Iowa had, if he couldn't win out playing the quarterback position at Iowa, they're the worst offense in the country. So that that's a good text, Texter. What do we got next? Another texter says the Denver Broncos playing on primetime TV is absolute misery. Their offense is literally the definition of inept. Man, the the replays of him missing KJ Hamler just. Whew. Uh, also, Kyle Brandt from uh, uh, NFL this morning. Well, I forget. Wake up, football, football, morning football. Uh, he made he just absolutely roasted the ever loving hell out of Russell Wilson this morning. Very funny. He's like Geno Smith would have made this throw. Hey, Gino's, doing our, Gino's doing okay. Yeah. I wonder if he's available in my fantasy league. I'd much rather have him over Russell Wilson. Guarantee it. A good UFL fan of mine has been in my Twitter DMs talking about how Levis shouldn't be a high draft pick. And yesterday I sent him Mel Kuyper's tweet about him going number one. No response from the UFL fan. I mean, he wouldn't know what a good quarterback was if it hit him in the face. So. I mean, he's got Mikhail Cunningham playing for him. Yeah, Uval takes on Virginia in – oh, it was kind of funny. I was talking – my Big Bag Dave, he's a big Lamar Jackson fan, so he's adopted the Ravens as his NFL team. And he goes to a game in Baltimore annually. So, yeah, I, I will say he, he is fully – he is dove in headfirst to his Ravens fandom. And this is the week that he's going to Baltimore, and he's with some other L fans. And they 
talked about going to Charlottesville to see the the U of L Virginia game, and they ultimately decided against it for really no good reason besides the fact that U of L stinks and they just would rather spend their Saturday in Baltimore having fun and drinking and watching all these other games. And I said, I was like, oh, I feel like you all, I feel like that was a mistake, Big Bag Dave. Like getting a new college game day experience is always a really good time. And he was like, what? I thought they were going to Kansas. Why would they be going to Virginia? And I was like, no. No, like I, just getting the game day experience at a college is is a fun experience. I was like, David, rest assured, they're not going to combine zero and five in the ACC, Virginia and U of L for college game day, pal. That 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 one didn't make the cut this week, so they're not going though, regardless. And uh, college game day not in Charlottesville. Just just to clear that right up for everybody. <laughs> but they, they, it sounds like uh, Cunningham's not going to play, which. That one's going to be an ugly, ugly football game. Louisville's lost twice as a favorite outright in SEC play. ACC play. ACC play. Yikes. A texter says, the Plumley Bro teaser of the weekend is the Cats going to win and John, John Summerall's Troy Trojans to win. Hope you guys enjoy income because I can promise you I certainly do. So, a UK and Troy money line? Basically, the way Plumley he's teasing Pro. it. Come on, buddy. We'll get to our picks of the week. I don't know. Or you could just wager. Just make a bet. Don't be a coward. I think that's what he's saying. Well, he's teasing it, though. Oh, oh he's yeah. teasing favorites down to just money on. Ooh. Yeah. What oh. a loser. Yeah. Kirby. Tease it up to get more juice. Is it just me or has Hot D lost some luster? Started decent and then brought on some trash 10 year later characters. Killed. I don't want to spoil anything before end of the season. And maybe I'll stay engaged. Assume with history, that's not happening, but please let it. She sucks. I think she's awesome. And I just like Allison. Come on. I think it's actually gone the other way where like, you know, it started and I was excited because I think game of Thrones was back, but then there was a few episodes and I was like, this is solid, but it's not great. I was nervous when they brought in the new characters and did the time jump, but this most recent. This, episode, yeah. Yeah. Final that one was 20 awesome. minutes of it was electric. Episode six had me worried. Episode seven freaking rocks. One of my favorite Game of Thrones episodes. Also, I just look forward to Viserys. Just what what body part will he be missing in the next episode? I didn't notice that he was missing a body part. Well, he's been missing fingers like in the first few. And then when they did that time jump, he just didn't have an arm. Like the, his arm, like there's no arm. Yeah, I just was paying more attention to him holding the cane, not like that his entire arm was gone. Just yeah, not 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 there. Um, another texture says, "Is Stoops doing a little gamesmanship by allowing rumors about Levis, then apparently swatting them down?" It's well known he doesn't like South Carolina, and as a fan, I understand why their fan base and media is more delusional than the Cards. Birds of a feather. It's a, it's a fun little phrase. Yeah, I mean, definitely gamesmanship. There's no debating or questioning it. There is. It's just which is it? What is the game? What is what's the hook here? And we won't yeah. find out until the game starts. And maybe that's, UK that, doesn't even know. That's the part that's uh, a little weird. Yeah, a texter says. John here. Good morning. Game day edition to all. Hey, John. Okay, I have a little hysteria when thinking about the game and who really is Kaya Sharon. But maybe I'm worried for no reason. I mean, we still have Mr. C-Rod, and I still believe in the old saying that when there's a will, 
there's a way. So my final prediction of the game is Levis will play and the Cats win 38 to 24. We'll got to go. Talk to you later. Y'all come back now, you hear? He's just adding more things to each text now at this point. Mm-hmm. I like that prediction, though. And you're right. Where there is a Will Levis, there, he will play, as they say. <laughs> 24 points is too much, though. Uh, that would be dis- I would be disappointed if Kentucky let South Carolina score more than Ole Miss. Um, another texter says, here's your sign. Still love Rodney Dangerfield clips from the Tonight Show, Timeless Comedy. Those are fun. Like That's, that's a much better video wormhole to get down on YouTube than your TikToks, TJ. But do you think you should you could show like a fifteen year old those Roger Danger Rodney Dangerfield clips and they would think they're funny? Some of them, yeah. Like that. You think his, so? His comedy, yeah. His his comedy's pretty good because a lot of it's just timeless. Like, yeah, my wife, you know, like that that sort of <laughs> like she's Whoa. always busting my chops. Mister Dangerfield did not know we had such a special guest today. My wife. Uh, Thamel knows he's gone after Saturday. Yeah, texture. What does that mean? Who's gone? Um, man, the, the no, no, that was the fake news thing that was going around. Somebody, somebody did a terrible job of trying to fake a Pete Thamel tweet that Satterfield was fired, and oh. it said the school announces. It's like the school never announces a firing, you idiots. Like they confirm it after it's been reported for a while. Like that just never, ever, ever, ever would happen. And uh, people fell for it on Facebook. I totally could see them letting him go if they lose this weekend though yeah do they have any tough games coming up because i think like they're brian harson's probably going to eat this loss to georgia and then they're fire him Who, does louisville play clemson soon or is that later no they're back half of the schedule i think they go like nc state clemson kentucky so and i think it maybe it's like it's and they got wake forest and nc state still to go they have a like they haven't even gotten to nearly the beef of their schedule so and they're yeah you can't even yeah you can't even let them like eat yeah, it's like, and try to late season rally because they're just they might not ever they're, they're probably going to lose out right if they lose to virginia you're just again and this is like the sixth year we've said this about U L. you're just not going to have any fans show up to their games nope not at all the, and then the U L contingency in lexington is going to be Whew. embarrassing yep. which is part of the reason why when that game's in lexington it hasn't always been it hasn't always sold out it's been a lot of empty seats and a lot of them coming from the visitor section hey fellas brad from bellbrook hey brad here with the question nick i remember watching kaya sharon highlights when he committed and remember seeing a big body quarterback with a pretty solid arm but i can't remember seeing any running highlights is he more yeah. of a pocket passer or does he have any wiggle to him he, he have can, a fantastic friday cats by 17 he can run um there's a picture that has been used quite a bit of him jumping over somebody when he was in high school yeah he, he's not a bad mover but he's he'd be more of a pocket passer. Big pocket. love the prediction, Brad. I hope everything in Bellbrook's going well. I was proud of my son one time when he came down with some turf toe from the JV football squad. Turns out though, he just had gout. Sincerely, Hank. <laughs> Is your son Trevor? It's a really funny. It's a really funny text. Has UK made a practice uh, gift slideshow this year? They've usually been videos. I'm not even convinced that was this week. Yeah, no, they they do. They do that quite a bit. You just only pay attention to it when you're looking for people if they're injured or not. Another texture says, I'm gay, but daily podcast listeners, so I can't text in most of the time. But do you know if they could give Levis cortisone shots to get him through the games? Yeah, you can only get one every few weeks. Uh, he might have gotten one last week. I don't, I'm not sure. Is that like uh, a wink wink sort of deal? I don't know. Like, I, I would. Uh, he didn't go to the locker room, though, so I don't think they would have done it 
maybe they did at halftime. I don't know. I, I, I that is not a wink wink sort of a deal. But I'm just I'm just saying you can only get those every so often. There's like a before they wear off. That's like any painkiller. So um, you're totally alone and dumb for watching these idiots. I think that's. I sent Roush and Justin a video of it. They're going to be hooked in no time. You all don't worry. This man doesn't like cheesecake or dumplings. Who hurt you, TJ? What went so wrong in your life that you have these awful opinions? Dumplings, I probably should give another shot. Like somebody makes some good. Maybe I go to the Harvest Homecoming Festival. There you go. And maybe I need, because dumplings, it's been a long time. I'm, I'd be willing to give it another chance. Cheesecake just doesn't taste good. Like, I, I mean, when there's so many other better desserts, I don't know. It's just. It's not good. It's just not good. I'm sorry. I have to be the one to tell you that. A little off topic, but Thursday podcast, you touched on something that really irritated me. You mentioned Forty's daughter being promoted for something that reminded me that after the Olympics, the CJ did a big feature article on not all the gold medal winner, not all the gold medals that former women UK won, but on Pat Forty's daughter who won a silver, I think on a freaking Stanford swimming relay team. UK athletes won nine gold and two silvers, but no recognition at all. Well, I, I will say, though, she is a Louisville native. Like, you you do, and they're the Louisville newspaper that covers the state. They should have covered more UK stuff, but to a degree, you, you cover the person that, like, was at Lakeside Swim Club, right? Like, that. from that angle, I get it. Yeah, but I mean the the Riley Gaines thing we mentioned yesterday was silly. It just seemed to bring. Oh yeah, like, that one was way that that I mean, one that was just, that brought her into the equation. But yeah, they should cover her and they should cover the UK folks. I mean, yep. seems that seems easy enough. You're right. Them ladies do wine a lot. Get you a little salsaritas queso with that wine, ladies. <laughs> it's it's wine night every night at the Walkers. Uh, caller said on the pre-show that it's not an ankle injury it's a toe injury on levis any validity to that roush well might be we've been talking about it for most of the day yeah listen to our radio show buddy not like not liking have- apple pies on american tj are you mexican I, i'm not i love are you canadian i love apple pie uh, but i mean i said it was my favorite second pie yesterday why don't you believe me uh, i forgot i just didn't listen to the show yesterday tj who's gonna win the battle tonight your saint xavier tigers or dugan's manual crimsons i need trash talking to the boss hey boss you're gonna win this game and then lose in really just tragic fashion in the playoffs i've been alive for 31 long years and if i'm not mistaken i think manual has only won once or twice in that long span of life that i've experienced uh, tonight is is not number three, unfortunately. Wow. Two or whatever number it would be. St. X wins. They're at home. They're the better team. Manuel's having a hell of a year. Uh, I I hope they I hope they beat Mail. Hope the wife's not listening. But against the Tigers, it's it's just not going to go well for them, unfortunately. So St. X wins by fourteen. Oh, wow! Is that your PT's block of the week? No, but we should get to those very quickly here. We're running out of time on today's show. How much time we got here? Excuse three me. minutes. So uh, a little, little under three. Okay. Well, let's do a scoreboard update. Rick Roush is leading. He's got a 9-5-1 and one record with 12 points. I'm 8-6-1 and one with 10 points in second. Scooter Dingus in last place with the losing record of 7-8. and eight. He's eight points, though, so only four points off the lead. It's still within striking distance. Roush, what do you got for number one? Um. Uh, TCU minus uh, minus six and a half. Give me the Horn Frogs. Suck it, Kansas. I don't care if game day is there. You're going to blow this. Okay. Uh, I've got UTSA given six and a half versus Western Kentucky. Everybody loves the Hilltoppers. UTSA, just a pretty solid football team. They're going to win by two scores. Scoots? I'm going to buck the trend here. Give me over 
36 and a half on Iowa, Illinois. Wow. Really need Illinois to do some score in their scoots, but it might happen. I'm going to the Big 12. I'm fading Matt Campbell. Give me the Kansas State Wildcats minus two on the road. Dan Cam- Matt, excuse me, Matt Campbell, not Dan Campbell. Matt Campbell loses another close game. Okay, Kansas State given two versus Iowa State. Scoots, I'm just going to say this. If if you lose the Iowa-Illinois over 36-and-a-half, you're going to feel like a huge dingus, buddy. Oh, huge yeah. dingus. Like, oh, yeah. it, it very well could hit, but just to lose that way, that will stink. I'm going Florida given 11 points versus Missouri. Missouri gave it all they had against Georgia. They'll come back flat as Vietnam and you're going to have Florida win huge. So 11 points, not nearly enough. They're going to win. They're going to roll. I had a an epiphany the last 15 minutes, so my second pick got switched. Give me under 50 and a half on, L, or on Louisville and Virginia. Oh, wow. I love, I love that one. Messing with a lot of totals here. I'm messing with some totals on my lock of the week. Maryland and Purdue, they love to throw the ball around the yard. Give me the – Purdue Boilermakers and the Terps over 58 and a half. Okay, all right. Uh, my lock of the week, NC State given three versus Florida State. I'm still just not a huge Florida State believer. I think I NC State's an okay team. NC State given three points. That's your lock of the week. Lock it up. All right, Scoots, finish it they, out. They have killed UCLA the last five times they've played. Give me Utah minus three and a half as my lock. Yeah. Ooh. Utah, I got to write that down. Utah given three and a half. Yep. yep. And um, I'll take I'll take Kentucky to win thirty one sixteen. Oh, I like it, Scoots. Man, I like that a lot. Actually, um, I'm going to just say it's more scoring twenty one thirteen cats. I'll go twenty to six UK. Everybody enjoy your weekend. Be safe. This is Kentucky roll call. Oh, you got ready? Yeah. 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 Yeah.